Hey, what's up, family? Hope you all are doing well on this Tuesday. My name is Joshua, also known as Coach Josh, and my goals help make sense of your life. And after watching this video, this is your very first time. You're like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be a coach here online. But for those who have been rocking me for a long time, whether you've been subscribed for years or just minutes ago, I want to say thank you so much for trusting the gift that's been entrusted to me. And I pray that it continues to be a blessing to you. But for those who are new, this is my live Q&A videos. I plan on doing these a little bit more often um, so that I can be able to serve you all and increase uh, uh, um, uh, value or uh, give value to you all. And so as you're coming in, let me know where you're watching from, city, state, all that good stuff, as well as get your questions ready, because I, I look forward to serving you all. And as everyone is coming in live, just want to make sure you all are abreast um, to the things that are new concerning me. My latest book, um, The Wholeness Journal, is now available on Amazon. This is my eighth book. And one of the books that I'm, I'm very proud of, um, it's a book that really helps you assess your wholeness and also help you process whether or not you are ready to hold what you desire to hold or to help you better hold the things you're currently holding. So these books are available now on Amazon, um, also card games as well, all available on my website, imunplugged.com. So let's get right into the chat. What's up, David from Colorado Springs? Hope you're well. Hope you're doing good, fam. I know a lot of you all got your fingers going, getting y'all's questions in. I look forward to serving you all. So yeah, those books are available. The Wholeness Journal is available now on my website, imunplugged.com, or you can just simply go to Amazon and just type in my name, Joshua Ezzy, and there you'll be able to find those books there as well as the other seven books that I think will be a benefit to you all. And as everyone is coming in, I see there's maybe some stalling on my end. Uh, here's the other book, um, The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes? Help singles really process their single season. I got another book called Dating Prep to help you date yourself, uh, date God, and become dateable so you can date the love of your life forever. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds, this book right here is a benefit, the purpose of freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed and free in their deeds. So I pray um, that book is a blessing to you, which I know it will. And the book that I released last year, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in every area of your life. So these books are all available on my website or simply Amazon um, today. God's girl, what's going on? Hello, I think I see people now. Uh, hello, Josh, Charlotte in the house again. Thank you so much for watching from Charlotte. David Jeremiah says, uh, what type of questions can we ask? You can ask any question. Questions about God, questions about life, questions about purpose, questions about anything. And if I know it, I got you. Vanessa says, hey, coach, will God bless you to win the lottery? Um, I don't, uh, when it comes to lottery, um, I mean, who knows, but I don't personally think so, uh, because he oftentimes, uh, people who are invested in the lottery are individuals who don't have good stewardship financially. So they spend a bunch of money getting tickets, hoping to win big versus gaining big through small steps. Right. And so to answer your question, uh, let me make sure I get your question up. Uh, oh, I guess you deleted your question. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. The question's gone. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, Vanessa said, hey, should I get baptized until my boyfriend is ready to join me in church? Should I get baptized until my, well, baptism is, is not based upon boyfriend. It's based upon um, you and God and an and a, a outward expression of what happened internally. You don't have, don't wait for a boyfriend to do anything because that's not your husband. You see what I'm saying? And so until he becomes a husband and until he submitted to God to help you lead, lead you as a unit, then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too caught up on waiting on him to join your church. You got to do uh, what's best for you and your relationship with God is between you and him, capital H, not you and him, little H, your boyfriend. Hope to help. 
Reaching high says, hey, coach, what does it mean to be poor in spirit as referenced in Matthew 5? Poor in spirit means, uh, let me think about it. Man, that was years ago when I did that study. Poor in spirit. Let's look it up. Because I'm not just going to throw nothing at you. Poor in spirit. Uh, let's see. Gotquestions.org is a good place I go. Good question. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It says, in the Beatitudes of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus declares, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What exactly does it mean to be poor in spirit? And why does being poor in spirit result in the kingdom of heaven? Why is poor in spirit something God wants us to be? Oh, that was a... Some propose that Jesus speaking of financial poverty, that he is advancing, advocating being poor. I don't think that. Uh, to be poor in spirit is to recognize your utter spiritual bankruptcy. That's right. To be poor in spirit is to recognize your utter spiritual bankruptcy. Okay, good. Now we're good. So poor in spirit just means you you fully understand that without God, you're nothing, that you're poor in spirit. You're recognizing that your spirit is nothing without the full spirit of God indwelling it. Right. And so those who are poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of God, meaning those who recognize their spiritual bankruptcy, those who recognize they're spiritually depraved, those who recognize they are nothing without God. Those people will be able to inherit the kingdom of heaven because they realize that their ultimate source is God. They can't rely on money. They can't rely on people. They can rely on anything on this earth but God in order to really have an impact and to really have eternal life. Hope to help. Audra Drake says, hey, coach, every time I meet a potential partner, I always end up idolizing, lusting after them, even though I take many steps to stay focused on God. Any advice? Great question. I think you asked this question last night as I scrolled through and I wasn't able to get to it. Let's read it again. Hey, coach, every time I meet a potential partner, I always end up idolizing, lusting after them. Uh, well, let's start here. Idolatry. Uh, idolatry and lust are the root of insecurities, are the roots of finds itself rooted in, in uh, uh, insecurities, find itself rooted in inadequacies, find itself rooting in idolatry. Let's put it that way. And so the best advice that I would give you is, is that you cannot put your, in, let's start over. You cannot put yourself in position for something potential until you have maximized your present. And you won't be able to maximize your present until you recognize God's presence. When you understand that God's presence, where it is, that's fullness of joy, then there will be no need for you looking for anything potential for you will be focused on maximizing your present. Now, when it comes to idolatry and lusting, you got to ask yourself, is God number one in your life? And have you allowed God to be in the center of everything in your life? If not, then you're going to find yourself orbiting the same issue again. Now, let's get more practical. The reason could be is because there could be issues between you and your dad. It could have been issues between you and your ex. There could be some level of uh, introductory into sexualization at an early age, whether molestation, abuse or whatever it is that allowed you to be open to lustful desires, etc. And oftentimes when you're dealing with young women who have insecurities and those insecurities are rooted in what they didn't have in their families or what they didn't have growing up in their uh, young years, these individuals start grasping for attention. And like I said yesterday, attention will put you in detention, right? And then it will prevent you from succeeding, right? And so when it comes to these individuals, you got to ask yourself, why do I want this potential person so badly, right? And many people can say, and a lot of Christians say, well, coach, I've tried multiple steps in going towards God. But oftentimes we're doing all of the shallow uh, Christianese levels of, of doing 
knowings versus deep diving into our spirit and to our soul to see what are those issues that we have yet to deal with. That's what I always tell people. Whatever you do not address now will undress you later. Oftentimes we try to treat the symptoms of a thing versus treating the source of a thing. So you got to find the source of your idolatry, the source of your lust. So is there anyone that you need to forgive? Do you need to forgive yourself? Did you experience anything sexually at a young age that potentially opened you up to be lustful and idolatrous over, over a, a, a particular spouse or potential partner, right? You got to do deep dives and get to the basement of your soul to figure out what is causing your soul to latch on into idolatry. And oftentimes we make a bunch of steps towards God per se, but we don't really know who God is or desire to get to know him fully. And when we get to know him fully and realizing that he wants to do a third cleanse and a full uh, uh, renewal in your life, then you understand the importance of, of, of patience, understand the importance of timing, and then you will understand the importance of purification and allowing God to heal all of those places in your life that is longing for any and everything but him. So every time you meet a potential partner, first off, you got to stop having these meetings. And you got to get the word potential out of your mind. You got to get the word partner out of your mind. Stop thinking about the potential partner and focus on the present partner who is God. Because if you don't partner with God, you won't know who to partner with. So the goal now is to just completely eliminate the idea of a potential partner and then really get to know your present partner in a better way and then partner with God and partner with yourself. Then you'll know the partner for the rest of your life. And the reason why you could always be ending up idolizing or lusting after them is because there's a deep longing from something due to something that latched a hold onto you at an early age. Only you and the Holy Spirit knows what are those deep things inside of you that's keeping you or that's, that's pushing you towards idolatry and lusting, right? It says, even though I take many steps to stay focused on God, any advice? Well, like I said, man, if you treat the symptoms and never deal with the roots, then you will always have those similar fruits. And those familiar fruits will always be there until you change your roots. Find out what your soul is really rooted in. Because you, your branches might be reaching towards God, but your roots may not be in the springs of God. And you could be reaching for God all day, but until you allow God to show you what's inside you that's getting in the way, you won't find your way. Hope to help. Great question, though. Rose Purple says, hey, coach, will God bless you to win, win the lottery? That's a real question. Well, I, like I said before, like I was about to say, man, don't get so caught up on the lottery. Oftentimes people are looking for a quick way out into wealth versus building generational wealth. Some people focus too much on personal wealth than generational wealth. And I personally doubt that God will bless you with the lottery because oftentimes that level of mindset doesn't sustain prosperity. It doesn't sustain wealth. It's just, can I get wealth to get out of my current situation that I put myself in due to poor financial stewardship? And then let me get out of that situation ship through going into the lottery and putting all this money in and hoping that the lottery will save me versus allowing Christ to save me and then teach my hands how to profit. And then I can profit enough to where my generations beyond me can sustain themselves fully through the profits that I made personally in my life. So with God bless you, the lottery, I doubt it. Because the people who have that lottery mindset doesn't know how to sustain wealth. Jojo Davis says, hey, what's up, Coach Josh? It's Jojo from Fort Worth. What's up, family? How do I trust to allow me to break these soul ties? How do I trust? Can clarify your question for me, family, because words really matter to me. And I got I to gotta understand it in order for my train of thought to go. He says, how do I trust to allow me to break these soul ties? Clarify your question, family. I'll look for it in a minute. 
No, you got out question mixed up. Oh, my bad, Rose Purple. Nia Walker says, hey, coach, how you get delivered from people and their thoughts about you? I find myself holding back and fearing, and I know that's not a spirit of God. The Bible says um, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, right? He did not give us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a, a, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, right? So what does that mean? The word of God also says the perfect love of God casts out all fear. There's, certain, there's a certain area in your life that you haven't fully embraced God's love in. When you begin to realize that God loves you, you can care less about who likes you. I can care less who likes me. I, I, I embrace the love of God every day, right? And so how you get delivered from people and their thoughts about you, you have to realize or focus on God's love and thoughts for you. God's thoughts towards you. God cares about you. God loves you more than anyone else combined can love you, right? So deliverance uh, um, first begins with the deliverer. And do I get, am I willing to go the full mile to get to know the deliverer so I can be delivered from the connections of people? You have to also realize that people are fallen. People are fickle. People are fake to a degree. People are not fully graced enough for you. And when you understand that about people, then you won't put too much stock in people and you'll put more stock in the person of God. And then you won't even put that much stock in yourself because you will know that you desperately need God. Right. You have to understand that people's thoughts towards you cannot compare to God's thoughts of you. And so when you find yourself, uh, 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 get a hold of yourself. Anytime you find yourself in feelings or you find yourself, you know how it is when you first getting into a mood. If you grip yourself early on, you won't dive deep into the mood. You won't dive deep into the feeling. So what you got to do, you got to get a hold of yourself when you begin to find yourself. The good thing is you begin, you find yourself in moments. Now, what do you find around you when you find yourself trying to hold back, uh, holding back and fearing what other people think, right? I'm going to make sure I read your question. I find myself holding back and fearing. And I know that. Okay, good. When you find yourself holding back, look around the environment of your mind. Look around the environment of your soul. Look at the environment around your life and ask yourself, what are these people, places, things, perspectives that I'm allowing to hold me back? Next question you have to ask yourself, what are these things holding me back from? When you begin to process what these things are holding me back from, then there should be a level of distaste. There should be a level of, 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 of motivation that says, I'm not going to allow these people. You got to be like David. Who are these? Uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who's coming against the armies of God? You are in covenant with God when it comes to what God has for you. Who are these people? Who are they really? Let's think about it. Get on a sheet of paper. Any. And it's for everybody. Anytime you find yourself concerned about other people and their thoughts towards you, I want you to get a sheet of paper and write these people's names down. And I want you to write down because sometimes you got to get it out of your soul. If you leave people, things, thoughts in your soul, those things will keep rolling in there and then it will roll into emotions and start rolling into words, roll into actions and then leading into subtractions. Right. So what you do, you write these people's names down and you really look at who they are, write their name down, write who they are to you and write down their character and write down beside that. Why have you given them too, so much weight in your life? Who are they? 
why they words matter, why they thoughts matter, right? And then I want you to write down up under that or above that God, G-O-D, and ask yourself, who are they in comparison to him? And then when your mind begins to look at who these people are, who they are to you, I don't care if they're your mama, I don't care if they're your daddy, I don't care if they're your husband, I don't care if they're your wife, I don't care if they're your children, they ain't God. I can care less what anyone got to say about me. They ain't God. That's why we got to learn how to make God who he wants to be in our lives. Number one and at the center so that you can walk confidently even in the montage of people's thoughts towards you. Even in the forest of people's perspectives of you, you can walk boldly. So you, the way to get delivered from people is to be delivered by the person, Jesus, and then realize that he'll indwell you with his spirit and that he will begin to shape and mold you and his love for you will begin to cast out all fear. Also another sheet of paper, I want you to write down every day how God showed his love to you that day, every day. In order to get over people, because sometimes we focus so much on what people do or don't do versus what God continuously do every day. And when you begin to write down the love of God, that perfect love of God will begin to cast out all fear. And then you will no longer have a, a spirit of fear, but you have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I pray that was a blessing. Audrey Drake said, I feel like I'll never get over this stronghold. Let me see what your stronghold was again. Uh, you, Hey, you got to change the way you're thinking. You will get over it. We got to change our affirmation. We got to change our words. Your, your past will never be heavier than your future. It will never be heavier than your future. Eternity will always be heavier than time. Your future will always be heavier than your past. The issue is we make our past more than what it needs to be. Your past was not meant to be a reference point. It was, I mean, a residence. It was meant to be a point of reference for you to refer back to, to build your faith and to, and to see God's faithfulness. So you got to change your words. And if you got stronghold issues, get this book, my friend, if you haven't already. The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. This book, I believe, will be a blessing to you and it will help you in those areas. You got our questions. Oh, okay. Well, all right. My bad. My bad. Randolph Witherspoon says, hey, coach, how do you get rid of spirit spouses and how do I stop having sex in my dreams? Great question. Uh, spirit spouses, I don't, I don't uh, let me see what a spirit spouse is. A lot of people ask me those questions. And I don't want to, I like to make sure I know what the definition is so I can really articulate my points. Uh, spiritual spouses definition. Give me one sec. Okay. Uh, maybe seen a non-seeming dreams about you. Oh, okay. Well, not really sure. But anyway, let's let me just follow the spirit of God. Hey, coach, how to get rid of spirit? Well, first off, uh, um, let's talk about deliverance in in its depth, right? Um, oftentimes we are demonically oppressed and some demonically possessed based upon the demonic open doors we allow into our lives, right? Demo demons work through legalities. They look at the fine print. They look at your action. They look at your thoughts because your thoughts and actions give them legal right to either possess or to oppress you, right? Oftentimes the reason why we uh, are demonically oppressed is because of demonic open doors we have opened, right? We open demonic doors through what 
we see and through what we listen and through what we believe and what we think and what we say. These are legalities, legal terms by which we speak out of our mouth, think in our minds, act through our lives. It gives them legal right to oppress or possess, especially to those who don't know who they really are in Christ. Those who are in Christ have authority over Satan and every demonic entity uh, that's in association with him. But until a believer realizes that and is ready for that smoke and ready for that pressure, because it's not by might, but by his spirit that we can overcome these different things, then we won't be able to have freedom in things when it comes to demonic spirits, right? You, my friend, have authority in Christ over every demonic spirit. But demonic spirits, like I said, work in legalities. And if you are opening yourself up through actions, through choice. See, Satan did not take the power from Adam and Eve. Adam, Adam, Adam and Eve gave the power to Satan, right? Satan didn't come up, pull up with no Nina Thray, was talking about, give me all of your authority. No, he used words and used things. He made them doubt what God really said. And when they doubt what God really said, they gave over what God gave them. Then they Satan became the God over this world, created the world system. Now he is leasing this area, but when Christ, the second Adam came, he took the, he took the power of Satan and took the power of death, the sting of it. And now he gave the authority back into the believers through the indwelling of his spirit. And when individuals are fully submitted to the spirit of God, and allow him to operate and work at a high level. Then the individual walks in authority, which then brings liberation, not only to himself or herself, but liberation potentially to the entire family because they become watchmen that see whether or not where the devil comes in, etc. That's the process. But when a person is in practicing sin or is speaking from within, uh, giving demons uh, authority over their lives based upon legal terms, etc., then that's where comes demonic oppression. And then demons are pansies, which means they're always going to try to get in your pants, see? And they try to utilize the things that's going to weaken you, that's going to cause you to be sexually addicted because sexual attractions, sexual attachments are the greatest, strongest attachments of all kind because of its ability the brain life. It's the greatest force that a human being can ever do and that sexual experience. Therefore, they try to utilize you when you're asleep. They don't want to face a strong man face to face. They want a strong man to put things in his face that's going to distract his pace that keeps him from being who he needs to be, right? When a person begins to realize that, then they now when they begin to realize the authority in Christ, they begin to exercise in authority. They begin to tell demons, you will not interfere with my dreams. The word of God says is God will give me sweet sleep. I will have sound sleep. I command every demonic spirit of sexual perversion that I have allowed. I renounce any attachment to any type of sexual spirit. I renounce any type of sexual attachment. I curse any type of generational curse, every hex, spell, anything that may have been placed on me as I walk amongst this world. I counsel them now in Jesus' name. The issue is the reason why we fall into these different traps is because we are uh, uh, war we, we we are reactive when it comes to warfare versus proactive. We're on the defense more than we on the offense. We are always supposed to be on the offense, scoring on the devil at will because he has no game plan against the spirit of God, right? And so practically, you got to say, what am I watching? What am I listening to? Who am I around? Because you got to watch who's around you because spirits transfer. That's why when I shake people's hand, I always take the dominant position. I always shake their hand with my hand on top and I put my hand on their shoulder. I always take the dominant position because when you open yourself up, I don't just hug everybody. I don't just open my hands up to everybody because I'm opening myself, right? And so anytime I even find myself uh, not myself, then I know that something was placed on me or whatever, or I just went through, you know how it is. It, 
when you after you take a shower every morning and you go out throughout your day do you do you take a shower when you get back home yeah you do because you went and sweated in this world the same thing and when you engage in this world you got to be spiritually alert enough to see has anything been been placed on you dirt enough to dirty you up so right now you got to claim back your dreams and you have to say okay what streams am i allowing to connect to my dreams sexually what am i watching what am i listening to do I need to stop going to these places where girls are wearing barely anything, right? Do I need to stop doing, because you got, the Bible says it's better for you to pluck your eye out, metaphorically. He's not saying cut your eye out. He says it's better for you to remove anything, drastically, anything out of your eyesight. It's better to walk into heaven with one eye than to walk into hell with all your members. And so I hope that that lesson on demonology and, and strategy helped you out, fam. So you got to assess, what do I watch right before I go to bed? Uh, uh, um, Holy Spirit, show me the individual that's, that's, that's trying to connect to me sexually uh, and, and go from there. Hope that. Timothy Sukhan says, and I may do more videos on that because a lot of people don't really understand demonology, don't understand how uh, to exercise their authority in Christ. And so I'll do many videos on that I, I, as the Lord leads. Do you believe, well, I'm going to answer this question on this platform, but I'll tell you this right now. Um, be led by the spirit and everything. I'm not going to give my opinion on it because, you know, it is what it is. I want to be a good steward over this platform. Uh, but in regards to the tone of your question, um, everything is pointing towards that. Everything is heading towards that system. Everything is going in that direction. And, and that's the best that I could put it right there. So you got to watch and pray lest you fall into temptation or fall into traps. Rose Purple says, what is the true meaning of clean eating according to the Bible? I'm not sure about according to the Bible, uh, but clean eating is just, uh, I think you're talking about the defilements like uh, pigs and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure, family, um, off top of the dome in regards to the specifics of the Bible. But clean eating is just being mindful of what's in your food and, and eating for function, not just for fun. The goal in life is to eat, not just for, because there's some, the, the word fun is in function, but don't, don't, don't forget the unction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't forget the shun. And, and right. And so what I mean by that is we got to eat for function. Will this food help me function? I can't just not eat just for fun. I got to eat for functioning. Will this food be the protein, the carbs, the, the fats that I need um, to, to, uh, to do what I got to do, right? So don't just eat for fun. Eat for functioning so that you can function at a high level for the glory of God. Um, That's it. The Holy Spirit said that's it. I'm going to uh, Instagram now. So if you got questions, head over to Instagram. Um, I pray this live Q&A was blessed, uh, was a benefit to you. Again, make sure you check out uh, my latest book, The Wholeness Journal. Oh, someone someone gave a super chat. I think I saw that. Let me see who that person is. I want to say thank you uh, for your generosity. I think they're gone. Uh, thank you, Audra Drake. Thanks, God. Uh, thanks, bro. God bless. God bless. Thank you so much for y'all's support, man. Y'all's generosity, man, uh, has been a blessing. All those who give and support what me and my wife uh, do, um, it's, uh, especially on this YouTube channel and the books and the resources that we make. Uh, and if you want to support what I do, if you feel led to give, you can go to my website now, IamUnplugged.com. The link is in the description box below for those on YouTube, those who are watching or listening. Those uh, All the links are available in the description. And for those on Facebook, you just go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. And I thank you in advance for y'all's generosity. Uh, but yeah, thank y'all so much uh, for y'all's support. And um, I pray that y'all are blessed by the resources. 
brother MD says, God bless you, Coach Josh. Thank you for your time and insight. You're so welcome. Let me stop before y'all get me inspired with y'all's questions. I got to go to Instagram and then get ready for my day tomorrow. Um, but I love you all. Y'all be blessed. Books, card games are all available on my website. Ways to give, ways to support, ways to get involved, all that good stuff. So on my website, IamUnplugged.com. I love you all. Make sure you subscribe, hit that bell, all that good stuff. Peace.